my name's Ethan Parker-Smith from the Supple Life on Deck, and you're watching the Supple Channel. Wow, Griffin, I still can't believe that we relocated our podcast studio to this cruise ship. We really are going to be living the supple life on deck. Jesus, you already fell overboard, you big dumb idiot. Oh, hey, Mr. Mosby. Boys. <laughs> Fuck you, I don't respect you. Ha <laughs> It's the first Supple Boys of the New World, Ethan. Uh, yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're recording this on November 7th mm-hmm. of 2020. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, uh, I'll be able to get this one out real quick um, so that it's still timely. But, uh, Griffin, how's your week going? <laughs> what a fucking week it's been, Ethan. I can't wait to just add this to the fucking pile of things that I get to tell my kids about one day of, like, wow, it went on for how long? And I'm like, news was just running in my living room for five days straight. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. Just constantly being like, did it happen yet? Nope. All right. Did it happen yet? An absolutely no, exhausting right. week. Uh, yes. That ended... Part of an exhausting year. It ended in such a miraculously un-2020 way of just there. Here's what now I want to say at the I, top I, of the d- show. Don't jinx it. We do have another month left. You don't. You never know what December's reveal is going to be. That's true. And I'm, <laughs> I'm just I, just this situation, just the way that this mm-hmm, has gone, mm-hmm, has been beautiful. Mm-hmm. And there's been some poetic, uh, <laughs> some poetic comeuppance. We've had some mm-hmm. some great like straight up story circle third act beautiful mm-hmm. wrap up uh there there's there's some incredible shit going on and i want to say uh, at the top of the show thank you so much to everybody that all the supple folks that got out and fucking voted um if anybody was doing volunteering anybody doing phone banking anybody doing any of that stuff any way that you, you've been active in um the election this year uh, thank you so much. Uh, I, I, I did see that a bunch of the Supple folks were voting, and it's uh, fucking great to see, and I'm really fucking proud of everybody because we fucking did it, and uh, it's it feels so good to see all these videos today of people celebrating in the streets, all mm-hmm. this fucking singing and dancing, and people just crying all over the place, and you, know, you get a lot of, of con- contrary kind of messages of dude we still got a lot of fucking work to do this doesn't just fix everything and of course of course that's true uh that's not i don't think that's what's any, what anybody's saying uh mm-hmm. i think what everybody's excited about is finally being put onto a path of recovery uh for the country and uh and you know feeling proud and happy for the figurehead that's leading that and 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 uh man it feels great and it, it's uh I'm really, really appreciative of everybody that was involved. And hopefully we're bringing things into the station this year with 
just just trying to improve things a little bit. I think we're cleaning up shop a little bit, and um, I'm hoping things start to look a little bit brighter for everybody out there. Um, I'm hoping maybe we could get this whole pandemic thing under control a little bit. That'd be nice. That would be really. <laughs> that would be really cool. It would, yeah. So what I what I'm liking so far is is an actual kind of like acknowledgement of it, and and then and then going forward from the acknowledgement, I think yeah, it'll be nice if we can start to snuff it out. I think that would be sick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, anyway, sorry to get political, everybody. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know how many folks we got on either side of the line listening to us. And I mean, uh, let it be known that um, as, as our catchphrase goes, like what you like and don't be a dick. So you can have your beliefs. You can have your um, what you think is the, the right thing to do and everything. And as long as you aren't putting other people in harm's way and you're not being a dick, as our catchphrase says... That's fine. Yeah, you can have those beliefs. Uh, but of course, I think a lot of folks were in harm's way uh, due to a lot of the things that the current administration was doing. So, that said, pretty good. That was pretty good. Feels pretty good, Ethan. Needless to say, Griffin and I have had the, the fucking celebration song from Phantom Menace just on an endless loop today. So. <laughs> um, I can't good. wait for... And, uh, uh, for him to get up there with um i don't know what he's holding up instead of the big naboo energy ball maybe it's like a maybe it's, it's maybe a, it's, it's a vaccine like, <laughs> it's not even a vaccine it's literally just the covid plan like the yeah. reduced the wow. amount of people dying in the country plan and he's like peace and everyone's like yeah and little anakin's there also. and he's like i got a braid now and natalie portman's like i like that braid and everyone's like oh <laughs> ew you can feel how you want about joe biden but i i do want to say that i fucking love kamala harris and i'm so excited that she's our vice president but anyway that's enough we'll move on uh to something else that we're excited about a brand new episode of Suffle boys yeah, i'm pretty um, excited about this if if you've made it to the other side of us saying that uh we're happy about the election uh hi we're the supple boys mm-hmm. i'm ethan that's griffin uh and we're two just hilarious just good looking Mm -hmm. just uh creatively fertile Mm -hmm. uh just immensely talented boys Mm -hmm. um who you know we're trying to be writers uh chiefly of comic books um and uh this show is kind of where we chart our progress creatively and also talk about the things that we love um and uh i'm excited to do so once again Griffin, it's good to be here with you. Um, anything you want to talk about before we kind of get into the body of our episode? Because I'm very excited for it. Um, I'm very excited for it, too. We got another uh, another recap-style episode coming your guys' way. Of course, we coined this format in our Daredevil Rewind episode a, a few episodes back and never before. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm excited to get into that. Um, just, you know reality seeping back in is nice and uh i'm glad to have you here and the supple folks uh i'm glad they're all along for the ride back into something that feels real including maybe the most ridiculous superman story out there (laughs) or one of them there's so many yeah fuck yeah um yeah i i really enjoyed that daredevil rewind episode and i was like what a great format uh of episode for us to do and i wanted to do another one uh, I'm a huge Superman fan and apologist. Um, <laughs> uh, 
Mm-hmm. A lot of being mm-hmm. a Superman mm-hmm. fan these days includes being an apologist. Uh, if you go li- listen mm-hmm. to the Devil's Advocates Book Club episode where we talk about Superman up in the sky, you can hear me and Donny Cates singing the praises of Superman for like an hour and a half with the help of Tom King. Um, and uh, Griffin, you're a mild fan of Superman, right? I like Superman. Um, there's certainly no part of me that agrees with the side of like because he's very powerful that he's suddenly completely uninteresting i don't think that's the case at all in fact i think um it is the fact that he is so strong that he is so powerful and yet he can have all those same sort of he still has to deal with the things that make us human uh is a very powerful Mm -hmm. and poignant um character that you've got there and so I like Absolutely. Superman. Is Superman at the top of my list? No. Am I reading Superman currently? No. Um, but I like Superman. Um, and I'm still waiting on that. I'm still waiting on that good Superman movie, which sucks because Henry Cavill is a really good Superman. If you, if, Agreed. If you think um, so. I love Superman. Superman is probably my second favorite comic book character. Um, and Right after Daredevil, Modoc. of course. And... Yeah, and and uh, <laughs> Superman has a lot of great distinct eras to him. We we've talked a lot about Silver Age comics, uh, not on podcasts necessarily in our kind of everyday life, and then we've dipped into it for Daredevil Rewind, and we were like, man, it's just a fun thing to do. So the Silver Age of comic books is a delightfully cheery and colorful and silly time, uh, and especially for Superman. Uh, something that we bonded over a lot at C2E2 uh, in the past year. Uh, we were looking at a lot of the Silver Age Superman covers. Uh, a lot of people know about this. You ever look at a Silver Age Superman cover and it's... Give, give us an example, Griffin. What's that, what, what are Silver, Silver Age Superman co- stories advertised as? Look, at there's Super Baby. He's going to save the world. And then they're like, oh, he doesn't realize that what Super Baby is doing is actually destroying the world. And there's a big title that says super baby destroys the world and that's it (laughs) yeah absolutely they're just kind of whatever could catch children's eyes the most at the time superman Uh, you can't eat all those hamburgers (laughs) he's like he's like i have to or lois lane will become barren (laughs) (laughs) i don't know some folks may remember uh an intro that we did for one of the episodes um i believe i put together this intro for episode three uh, which was That's a sort right. of play on these sorts of Superman stories. Um, and that, of course, involved Superman having to live stream himself eating a very sour kumquat. Um, mm. And uh, I don't know if there was it's anything harrowing. involved, if like if he had to reach a certain number of tips by the end of the stream, mm-hmm. a certain number of subscribers, a certain number of kumquats. You know, those are all bits that were lost in the story, and maybe they'll come to light later, but... That's that's probably what super we're talking chats. about. He was probably doing it for super chats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know um, what super chats is. What is that? <laughs> you fucking old man. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Uh, I put my head down in the sand and I know that I know nothing but Star Wars and Spider Man. So it's true. Um, but the, yeah, this is a particularly classic Silver Age Superman tale. Uh, I I uh, I picked this one. Just because I think a lot of people have they have heard of it, but I don't I don't know if a lot of people have actually taken the time to read it. You should. It's it's very light. This this is an eight pager. Uh, <laughs> although we will also be talking about the advertisements and the yeah. uh, the mailbag. Um, but uh, this is a uh, Superman, Volume One, Number mm-hmm. One Hundred and Twenty Five. 
which is written by Jerry Coleman and penciled by Kurt Schaffenberger. Uh, the cover, which is a beautiful cover, and that's the funny thing about these Silver Age Superman issues, is I, I actually really want to collect these um, because not only are they fucking hilarious, uh, but they often have really gorgeous covers. Um, and uh, the this cover is uh, by Kurt Swan, who's you know a legendary Superman artist uh, with the help of Stan K. Um, and uh, this one was published in what was it has a cover date of November 1958, um, and so just at the cusp of the Silver Age of comics. Um, <laughs> this cover is right. so goddamn good. Yes, so there are actually three stories in this issue, but we will only be covering the cover story, uh, which, which, as advertised, says, please do not reveal the secret of Superman's new power. Uh, and uh, on the cover, you see a, a large, beautiful, pristine-looking Superman just firing some rainbows out of his hands. Uh, <laughs> just, just fucking dual rainbow in it uh, at something off off uh, panel. And we see a lot of crowd reaction shots underneath. One guy saying, uh, "Great Scott! I know Superman can fly and has super strength, but his new power is fantastic." Mm-hmm. Uh, so thumbs cool. up from that guy and then yeah and there's a guy taking a picture of whatever's happening off panel and he says I'll have to photograph the effects of Superman's new power or they'll never believe me um, <laughs> I mean you got four other guesses, witnesses behind you but yeah as somebody who's read the issue already any guesses to what Superman's new power is without spoiling it well, gee, looking at this cover here, I would as- I would expect that it involves shooting rainbows out of his fingers, some sort of light. Um, maybe he right. can refract it, like uh, a prism in- kind of. Yeah, thing. maybe yeah. he's got little pri- instead of his fingernails being fingernails, they're they're little pr- yeah. glass prisms. That's that's so, my guess based on that. cover. That's a good guess. Yeah. That's a good guess. I don't mean to alarm you. The, uh-huh. it, the cover is a red herring. It's a classic oh. mislead. Oh. Um, so He's, if you're super excited about Superman firing rainbows out of his hands, I'd say holster that for maybe a later issue. Mm. Uh, but we're cracking open the story. Uh, you're telling me <laughs> that we're going to write the Superman story where he shoots rainbows out of his hands. See, I would like that, actually, because it would be good to finally deliver to people what, what they've they been waiting for since the like goddamn They've, 50s dude nineteen fucking years where are the fingers with the rainbows that's where probably they? that's probably how we break in uh that's probably is, just the fucking movie they should be making with henry cavill i don't understand why they don't do it you could just glue some prisms onto his fingernails it'll be it'll be a smash hit of the summer um at, at the start of the issue we got not a splash page but a splash three-fourths of a page uh, which with a giant text box as all of these issues start, uh, which says, For years, the world has watched in awe as Superman has used his amazing array of superpowers, strength that can move mountains, speed that outpaces light, and x-ray vision whose heat melts diamonds. And the world has always believed that Superman would never be the same if he lost one of these incredible talents. Yet, when the Man of Steel loses them all... He seems even stronger than before as he acquires Superman's new power. That's the title of our story. Uh, Superman's just chilling. He's just sitting at a, a at a little table with a little cup of coffee. Uh, <laughs> and the police are here. They're like, Superman, uh, how can you help us fight crime now that you've lost all of your powers? 
And Superman just very casually says, don't worry, Commissioner. My one new power is all that I need. Just listen to those crooks around the corner. And Superman's firing something out of his hand uh, to the off panel. And we're just hearing the screams of criminals. <laughs> <laughs> like, it literally says, like, like, wham, pow. Oh, God. Ah, Superman, please call off your new power. Oh, God. Oh, um, God. And uh, if you're wondering how we got here, we could rewind to the start for a minute. Ooh, uh, Superman Col- Rewind? I was thinking more along the lines of Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, oh. how that movie starts. But I was just yeah, throwing a name out this, there, but yeah, that's, yeah we can If we want to stay in line with the Daredevil, <laughs> this, this is Superman Rewind, I guess, yeah. Let's go. Um, so we see Clark Kent uh, at the Daily Planet, uh, and... <laughs> Lois says, Clark, is it my imagination or do you feel the building swaying too? And Clark, in his uh, trademark purple suit, uh, <laughs> says, I certainly do. And my x ray and telescopic vision show disturbances deep down in the bedrock that supports all Metropolis. This is a job for Superman. Um, and so he immediately changes out of purple suit into red and blue suit. Uh, and <sighs> He's cr- missing and out. Sma- He's missing out on you the, think so? the best you should stick color with the purple? suit. No, I think he should. If anything, he should probably throw on a nice green suit. Where can he get a nice uh, green suit, Ethan? Well, so if you were looking for a crisp green suit, he would obviously want to go to Green Suit Goon's Green Suit Emporium. Uh, <laughs> can we put the ad in again? <laughs> yeah, we'll put the ad in. Again. <laughs> yes, let's go. <laughs> Oh, hey, everybody, it's me, Green Suit Goon. Hey, have you ever been looking? Have you ever said, I really could, I see one of those goons over there, I could use a nice colorful suit like that. Come on down to Green Suit Goon's Green Suits. Get yourself a nice green suit. I promise you, you're not going to regret. You can also visit greensuitgoonsgreensuits.com and type in the code greensuitgoonsgreensuitgoondeal, sale on the green suits, and get 20% off your first green suit. That's going to be so good. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, uh, that'd be good. Um, I guess purple and and red and blue, it all works, I guess. Yeah, it's fine. It's the 50s. We're not the the 60s yet. That's when the green, that's the era of the green suit. And blue suits. Um, And blue suits, if you're not as, like, cool. Yeah. Uh, Yep. Green suit's kind of the top of the line. Superman smashes down into the into the earth and uh, bores downward through layers of subterranean rock and, until he's at the core of the earth. <laughs> he just um, <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. He just <laughs> he just fires right down into the core of the earth, mm-hmm. uh, w- which is where I start to have questions because he's at the flaming core of the earth. Uh, but then he says that the the sun hot fires have eaten a gap in the roof of rock above, and some of the flames are melting the substratum of stone that supports Metropolis. Uh, which I, I don't know is that just a naturally occurring disaster? Oh wait, no, no. Okay, so we do get an answer to this. We get an answer to why there's a hole there. The hole's not from the flames. No, it is my, not. What's it from, Ethan? Uh, well, we'll see in just a second. Superman, f- finding this uh, this inexplicable uh, occurrence, says that there's only one thing he can do to save the city. Uh, just one thing, which is grab some flame-proof chrysolite um, and seal the gap uh, to keep the flames uh, from contacting with Metropolis's bedrock. 
that was the only possibility but as he's he's flying back upwards uh he runs into a spaceship now what he calls this spaceship i'd rather not repeat uh but there's a word used throughout this issue that starts with the letter m as in Mm -hmm. mary Mm -hmm. uh and we're just gonna say the m word uh but uh, it does it's you know used here to mean quite small uh so he says oh an m-word spaceship <laughs> probably just say it mini was, yeah we could say mini it's, uh, a, it was, it's an iphone 12 mini spaceship mini it's a, a mini spaceship it was probably piloted by a tiny race from some far planet and crashed to Earth eons ago. The dust of passing ages must have buried it deeper and deeper. Hmm, it would make an interesting trophy. Uh, Superman of this era, it's very important to him that he take trophies from every adventure and put them into his Fortress <laughs> of Solitude. Uh, he's kind of a hoarder in that way. Uh but just as he he tries to touch the the mini spaceship it explodes on him uh and he's like oh good thing i'm invulnerable uh but that was fucking weird and so uh he (laughs) he flies off (laughs) this is where it starts uh, to get good people (laughs) the story like i love the way that this story being eight pages moves at a fucking breakneck pace because (laughs) a second ago we were still in the core of the earth and the ship is exploding like actively exploding in one panel and in the next panel superman's stopping some crooks in a fleeing car Uh, but uh, as he drops down to to stop the fleeing crooks some rays shoot out of his fingers and i know what you're thinking rainbow rays like the cover no no just translucent rays uh you're not gonna get any rainbows we said that up top (laughs) It's a cover thing only. <laughs> yeah. They couldn't that was ex- false advertising. They couldn't spend that much money on all those colors and the inks. Fuck, fuck out of here. That would probably be an additional suit. like quarter of a cent. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he's like, ah, there's rays coming from my fingers. What, what could these rays be? Uh, and the criminals in the car are like, fuck, it's Superman. Just fucking hit the gas. Let's smash <laughs> into that asshole. Uh, and the other guy, well, the other guy, knowing that this is futile, because everybody always sees when you're shooting guns at Superman, it's like, oh, what's the point of shooting guns? Why do they all still do that? This guy knows what's going on, and he says, we'll just smash the car, but we might as well try. <laughs> it even has the sigh in there. It's, we'll just yeah, it does. sigh, smash up the car, but uh, I don't know. We might as well try, I guess. It's super. I don't know why they might up and smash into him. I don't know why they might as well try. (laughs) I don't know why it's worth a shot. I Um, mean, it's this dude's car. It's his call, and this guy's just in the passenger seat. And he's like, I guess. I mean, we're gonna be late for the the movie, but it turns out the more loose cannon of the two is correct. Uh, he he smashes into Superman and it goes very well. Uh, <laughs> Superman bounces right off the fucking the fucking bumper. Uh, it's worth noting that uh, within the car are famous Superman characters, Black Suit Goon and Gray Suit Goon. Ah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And so that that explains why one of them was more gung ho than the others because that's classic Black Suit Goon. Classic. Uh, Gray Suit Goon, of course, of the two, is the more level headed, uh, the more. Uh, What's the word? Not not cowardly, but just uh, careful. He's mm. he's he's cautious. Less, he's slower to action. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, but Superman bounces right off of their bumper, and he's like, "Oh fuck! I've lost my powers." Um, and uh, they're like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> this is a good bit. It Come worked. 
Yeah, they're like, it worked, it happened. And it's worth noting that at this point, just rays are just shining off of Superman, just all around his body, translucent rays. And he's like, fuck, well, I guess I'm still, like, invulnerable because I'm not dead, but I've lost my super strength. I Like, my powers are all fucked, and there's these rays are shining off of me. Um, and the guys in the car are like well we'll take this opportunity and they, they just start firing guns at superman <laughs> um, we're not allowed to see there. those guns we're not allowed to see those guns because of the comics code of authority so they're doing it very far away in the background uh but the bullets the bullets are bouncing off of superman and superman holds out his hands and he's like my fingers getting brighter and brighter and now that burst of brilliance and and something happens something uh, very quickly and gray suit goons was, was like what's that and black suit goon says ah i can't believe it help we get we give up take us to jail <laughs> the f- the hell is that <laughs> but for just and a second for just a second superman's just laying there like shoot him <laughs> and they just keep shooting him he's like ah, <laughs> ah fuck well because <laughs> he's still like i guess his Ugh. skin is still impenetrable so he's fine but they just like he <laughs> says I lost my powers, but he's, in, still, he's still invulnerable, invulnerable. and I believe so he's just he can laying still there do a couple it. of other things as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's just taking the bullets. But whatever he, whatever shines out of his hand, stops these crooks dead in their tracks, uh, and they immediately want to go to prison. Uh, <laughs> and so th- this, of course, leads to the question: What is Superman's new power? I'm still Are asking these, myself. Uh, are these are, are these like uh, reforming rays? Is this something like Sin Eater's magic gun Ooh. from the current run of Amazing Spider-Man? Ooh. Uh, are these is Gray Suit Goon and Black Suit Goon cured of all their sin? Are they? Mm. These are the questions that mm-hmm. this issue is raising. Uh, and it says somewhat, somewhat later. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like somewhat Stan, because Stan would always be like, exactly 30 seconds later. <laughs> 36 seconds go by, and then this happens. Not a second more, not a second less. <laughs> it's 40 seconds. And uh, over at DC, they were like, mm. not, it's later. <laughs> somewhat later. It's not later that in the day much later. That's like, it's in the same day probably yeah but we couldn't tell you no 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 <laughs> um but the reporter reporters are interviewing the crooks in jail and they're like okay so he he just stood there and this new power reached out and uh and then one of the goons is like yeah like we said i know it sounds crazy you gotta see it yourself to believe it mm-hmm. uh news of superman's new power spreads like wildfire and wherever he goes uh, he's getting questioned. So Superman's like, boys, all I know uh, is that my new power must have something to do with that spaceship I touched. I just wish, and my fingers glow brighter. And and they're like, huh, well, that's, that's fucking crazy, Superman. Uh, and then uh, suddenly <laughs> an army vehicle drives by, and it's it just kind of looks like a pickup truck that has a cannon in the back. Uh, and they're like, Superman, oh my fucking god, uh, this cannon, something fucking happened, and now the cannon's jammed, it's gonna go off. And Superman's like, I'll have to use my new power, hold on! And he holds oh. out his arm, and a teeny tiny little bitty <laughs> Superman flies out of his hand. Uh, there he goes, whoa! Those aren't oh rainbows at all! That's a little, that's a little mini Superman. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a chipmunk version of the Superman theme. Yeah. There are no rainbows. There's just a little itty bitty teeny tiny Superman uh, <laughs> that flies to the rescue just straight out of Superman's hand. And Superman says, see, a tiny replica of myself. The people who made that spaceship were very advanced in science. They must have developed a force that enabled them to project an image of themselves anywhere they wanted. Uh, and the teeny tiny little Superman uh, flies into the, the cannon's mouth. <laughs> and, and the cannon goes off, but it's a dud because there's a little bitty Superman in there. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, boof. And uh, Superman's like, it's like telepathy. All my powers are embodied in that M word duplicate of myself, which I can project anywhere. Uh, and then a little bit later, he's explaining his theory as to how that works, saying, the only trouble is that my powers have been transferred to that doll-sized replica of the real me. So while I have the new power, it absorbs all my old ones. You should have seen the way it handled those crooks. Uh, one at a time, it yanked them out of the car, and then we just get this incredible panel of a teeny tiny Superman just beating the fuck out of these, <laughs> out of these goons, and there's like th their minds are absolutely blown. Uh, th like there's a face like uh, facing the audience of the guy that's just being punched by a little Superman. Uh, that is just a gas at what he's because like you think about the faces on the cover of Action Comics number one mm -hmm. and those people that are so mind blown by seeing someone lift a car mm -hmm. and just a short. Just a short 20 years later. Somewhat later. If only later. they knew. And just somewhat later. <laughs> things little... got a lot more crazy. A, um, a mini Superman? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> okay. Okay. That's enough. <laughs> we'll drive straight to jail. It's like some Lovecraft shit. Like when people see mini Superman, <laughs> they their lose their brain mind. melts. Yeah. <laughs> that's what's at the end of the lighthouse is Pattinson opens up the, the oh, thing wow. and mini Superman is in there and he's just like I'm gonna beat you up and he's like fuck <laughs> fuck <laughs> Superman uh, finds out that a dangerous iceberg has drifted into Metropolis Harbor oh no uh, and, since he, and he says since I no longer have x-ray vision which I don't know what his x-ray vision would do against a dangerous uh, iceberg he says i'll just have to use my tom thumb duplicate and and shoot him at this iceberg so he shoots out <laughs> little bitty superman and uh and superman's just standing on the dock with his hands on his hips <laughs> while little bitty superman's <laughs> going just, to action let's go all right he's like oh well i shouldn't begrudge its possession of my power begrudge its possession of my powers but oh i wish i was my old self again i feel like a useless prop um, and in fact, he is. I mean, everyone has forgotten Superman. Uh, all they talk about is his new power. And we see, like, all of the fucking headline. Literally, the Daily Planet building just has <laughs> words on the side of it that say Superman's ally dazzles. Um, and uh, the news, the public, all they're talking about is little bitty tiny Superman and not big regular Superman. <laughs> uh, and they're like, can you fucking believe it? He's a tiny Superman. That's so much better than a regular-sized Superman. You and Superman's like, around huh. anywhere. You don't have to worry you about could, You could put him, him right in your pocket. Yeah. You could put him in your pocket and he could save you from a terrorist. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah, um, come on. Respect the right to carry, all right? <laughs> that's that's right. And Superman says, he, Superman's feeling bummed out by this. He's like, man, everyone's impressed except me. Don't they understand how I feel? Playing second <laughs> oh, fiddle to man. a miniature duplicate of myself? <laughs> a sort of super imp? <laughs> <laughs> my man's getting jealous. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's the beautiful twist of this issue. Is not only that you would think the twist would be that there's a mini Superman, but it's more so that regular Superman is jealous of mini Superman. Um, Superman, it's you. It's you, dude. It's just not you. But he can't handle it. If this, See, this, if is, this, what issue were... this is what I was talking about earlier. The fact that Superman is so powerful, he can literally create a little tiny baby version of himself with all the same powers, but he's still got to struggle with things like, am I okay not directly receiving the praise and into the credit for saving these people it's a very yeah. human struggle of course and these are human conditions these are things <laughs> exactly. that we've all experienced we've all we've all shot a little mini version of ourselves out of our hands and you know it did the work for the day and people who said good sometimes job. you and i have the mini ethan and griffin do the podcast <laughs> they for do us. the podcast and, it, Some and of our that, best can, episodes. that can be really helpful but it's not <laughs> gratifying when we get praise on that episode because it's like oh that was mini ethan and this is why superman has stood the test of time and, and will continue to stand the test of time is because of issues like this that's what i think as well yeah um and then another news flash circles the tower. It's like, oh my fucking god, there's a missile coming, help! And Superman's like, oh, he shoots out his little mini Superman. Right. And the people in the street are like, oh, he's so cute. He's like, he's like Baby Yoda, but in 1958. <laughs> and Superman's like, cute. What nonsense! Don't they realize it's not alive? It's just a force I materialize in my image, which borrows my superpowers. Um, and you see a little mini Superman, and he smashes the guided missile. Uh, in Paris, I guess. <laughs> and, and the Eiffel Tower is right there in the background. And I'm going to read this as exactly as it's written. It says, The Eiffel Tower saved by Superman's new power. It is incredible. Never has the world seen anything Ooh. like it. Ooh. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and then the next morning, Superman, which it's so good because it says Superman's on his patrol, but he can't fly anymore, so he's just doing a jog around Metropolis. Just a little jaunt. <laughs> yeah. He's just circling, doing a quick circle around, uh, and he's like, oh my god, there's a fire in the boiler room of that ship. This is a job for... <sighs> Super <laughs> Superman's new power. <laughs> That's so good. And he shoots Mini Superman at the ship. And guess what? Mini Superman saves the fucking day. Uh, and <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> but Superman's Let's getting go. more and more venomous towards this mini version of himself. He thinks... Don't, he's looking at the the uh, the headline that Mini Superman saved the day, and Superman's like, "Don't they realize that it's me projecting my thoughts and powers? I commanded that infernal imp to capture that bandit." Infernal and it's here that we realize imp. that Superman is not really about truth, justice in the American way, but more so about you know fame and credit and headlines. Yep. Um, <laughs> you, you really you really learn what what a superhero is about when when you take away the credit that they give for what they do. Um, mm -hmm. but then, you know, Superman, he's just standing in the street again. He's probably on another patrol, but we just kind of see him standing there. And to his right, to his immediate right, uh, a guy in a sweater is like, yeah, give me that briefcase or I'll blow this whole fucking street up. <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> he just pulls out a grenade. I swear uh, to fucking and... God, no one's going to stop me. Not even a little mini <laughs> Superman. <laughs> He hasn't even seen the headlines. He's just saying, hypothetically, if <laughs> hypothetically, there were a mini Superman, it wouldn't be able to stop him. No size Superman could stop me. <laughs> not a regular size one. Not if there was maybe a really big one. And definitely not if there was a little bitch-ass baby one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But Superman luckily was standing right next to the guy with the grenade at the time of the threat. Uh, and so he, you know, shoots out little mini Superman. Uh, but what's different this time is that rather than him kind of mentally telling mini Superman what to do, mini Superman does it on his own volition. He's becoming and he grabs sentient. the thread. He's he's <laughs> he's reaching self awareness, and little mini Superman grabs the guy's sweater and unravels it, and uses the threads of the sweater to make a cocoon around the guy's hand on a street post uh, to stop the uh, the grenade from being used. And Superman's like, "What the fuck? What the fuck?" <laughs> because as unsettling as it would be to get used to, there's a little mini version of you that comes out of your hand. Imagine if it started just doing its own shit. Yeah, it just like went to a movie by itself. <laughs> then you'd like, be concerned. You, you shot it out because you wanted to go grab you a, a, a Lacroix. Uh, but instead, yeah. it you know went to the mall. It grabbed itself a Lacroix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it drank it, drank, and it and listen, <laughs> it's a little mini version of you. So that Lacroix lasts all day. It ain't going back to the fridge. It's the again. ultimate insult. And you're like, hey, could you? Yeah. Could you grab me one? And he's like, sorry, I'm I'm already. It's gonna take me about ten minutes to open this, and then it's gonna take me all day to drink it because I'm a little mini you. It's a stressful week. Yeah. So. Yeah. Can you not? Yeah. It takes you like two steps because you got those big legs. But for me, I gotta, you know, I gotta walk. It's like a mile for me. So I'd appreciate it. And you're like, all right, all right. Su- all Superman right. is. Superman would hate that. He would be really upset <laughs> by that because yeah, no, he he, totally he wants the mini version of himself to do his bidding. Uh, kind of fucked but up. But also for to receive the credit for it. Uh, Superman, regular size Superman, starting to sound like a dick. I think the real hero is Mini Superman. Well, that seems to be what the public thinks as well, and that's kind of <laughs> Superman's problem. He's become the antagonist of this story, and I think he's coming to face that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But he's like, oh, all right. He, 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 he acted things out before I could even think about what I wanted him to do. <sighs> and he went back into my hand. That's weird. I'm no longer <laughs> Superman. I'm just a place for that little fucking thing to occupy. <laughs> I've got to get rid of it. No, oh, no. But how? <laughs> so now we're in the stage of Superman uh, conspiring to kill Mini Superman. <laughs> so, uh, and I'd like to say, I understand that he's freaked out that Mini Superman is acting of his own volition, but it's worth noting that Mini Superman has done nothing but save the day. Uh, <laughs> but Superman thinks he needs to die. <laughs> well, yeah. I, naturally, I think. I think Superman does deserve sure. a little more credit. I think this is kind of bullshit, this arrangement. You would think that. This, these are conversations you and I have to have, you know? <laughs> I'm like, hey, I'm not just your little mini slave. Uh, and I say, and you're like, well, shut the fuck up. What you do is an extension of my thoughts and will. And I'm like, is it? And I say, I don't know, why don't you go blow up that meteor? And you go, yeah, right on it. Yeah. You're yeah, that's talk. what Superman does. He, he, he finds out that there's going to be kryptonite in a meteor shower. And he's like, oh, perfect. I can kill mini Superman by just shooting him at the kryptonite meteor. (laughs) And so he does. Mm -hmm. But then little mini Superman, being the little tiny little god he is, grabs another (laughs) meteor and fucking bulls it out of the air. Yeah. Fuck, that's that's what I would have done. And it's mini Superman 10, Superman 0. Um, and uh unfortunately though some goons a a green suit goon worth noting a blue suit goon and a purple suit goon the ultimate team up uh they're they're just driving by and they notice the kryptonite meteor hit the ground 
and they're like, all right, boys, get the catapult out of the trunk. Uh, and so they put... <laughs> um, it's immediate. It's immediate. They're driving down the road. They're like, whoa, hey, there's some kryptonite. Enough kryptonite to kill Superman. Hey, let's get it quick. Who the fuck? Why is everyone just immediately conspiring against Superman? What the fuck? I know, and they, but they also have this massive catapult. And I know <laughs> yeah. what you're saying. Maybe bet- maybe between panel- panels, some time passed so that they could go get the pa- catapult. And some time did pass, which the box says is somewhat later. Somewhat later. Uh, <laughs> it's up to you. Was it a couple of days? Did they just have it in the trunk? Did they have to go back? They had to it in the trunk, Goon's is what I house? think. You know, these are all questions we yeah. gotta ask the writers. Who I presume are still Green alive. Goon, Green Suit Goon has like a like a bi- business behind the business. I think where he like he like supplies crime uh, instruments. Uh, what do you need? And the, you of need? course, you, you need a catapult here. Stat. All right, I'm on it. it he had this clearance wooden catapult from the middle the Middle Ages, um, <laughs> and they load up the kryptonite meteor into the catapult and fire it at Superman. They're like, "This is our shot." We're taking back this city with this catapult. Um, and they fire the meteor, and Superman's like, oh, fuck, oh, shit. Uh, but before he can do anything, little mini Superman jumps out of his hand and, uh, and, and, and starts kind of just, just surfing on this, this kryptonite meteor. And, uh, and, and Superman's like, hold up, hold up, mini Superman. No, no, what are you doing? And little mini Superman kind of looks back over his shoulder and gives him a little nod of understanding. And Superman's like, <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. And little mini Superman, with, uh, as the Dark Knight Rises score plays, he's, he's riding out <laughs> over the bay with the kryptonite meteor. And, and, then, and then he just dissipates as the kryptonite just tears away at him and just dissolves him into nothing. What a hero. And the, the, krypton, the kryptonite meteor drops into the, into, the, into, the, into the sea. And Superman's like, He's fading into nothingness. The kryptonite disintegrated him forever. It sacrificed itself for me. He was the mini the Superman that we all deserved, but not the one we needed right now. There he goes. That's, that's right. And Superman's like, I was so selfish. I, I wanted all the credit for everything mini Superman did, but in the end, all he cared about was saving the day, saving me. Mm-hmm. No, he doesn't think that at all. He's just like, oh my god, my powers are back. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he's flying away and he does... The day. It's not until somewhat later that Superman is like, did it have a life of its own? <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly Superman's faced with an ethical conundrum. Um, did little bitty tiny Superman just like sacrifice his life for me? Or was he just doing what I would have done before I could think it well i'll never know time for a tootsie roll ad uh and then that is the end of the story <laughs> yeah wow that was the tragic tale of tiny superman shooting out of rainbow hands griffin no rainbow hands. What did you think hands. about it? Zero out of ten, there were no rainbow hands anywhere in the issue, uh, which is fucking ridiculous because that's the whole... That's what I spent my ten cents on. If I'm if I'm in 1950, uh, whatever the fuck year this was, um, and I say, here's my dime, I want to see super, Superman with rainbow hands? Yeah, 
Take two dimes. It's just misleading because you think you look at the cover and you think maybe this is like a special Pride Month issue or something. Maybe this is Superman getting out there and fucking showing his 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 support of the community. But rather, it's kind of the Black Mirror of its time when you crack it open. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it really makes you think about yourself and your it, own issues. It does follow a lot of similar. Uh, black mirror structures where it introduces something that on you know immediately is kind of like oh that's kind of cool that seems like it'd be kind of helpful and then as yeah. time goes on you realize i thought am i jealous of myself is this a separate am living i jealous being? of this little bitty version of myself am i am i nothing is my consciousness split uh between mm-hmm. these two physical bodies is it also would me? I sacrifice myself for a larger version of myself? And then big, and then giant Superman steps in, and he's like, "Well, I guess we'll find out." And then it's a whole fucking series with baby Superman, regular sized Superman, and very large Superman. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't believe they didn't go for that. But somewhat larger Superman, <laughs> somewhat larger Superman. He's <laughs> really not that big. And and no. regular Superman still has to summon him, so he shoots baby Superman. He shoots out of his hand, but it's like a babushka doll who just keeps. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so instead, <laughs> instead Superman has to hurl the the larger Superman up, and so he's got he's like yeah. one sec, guys, one sec. <laughs> oh, sorry, one second, one second. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then larger <laughs> Superman is there. Um, what did I think of it? I thought it was fucking fantastic. I like that it it, yeah. it asked the hard questions. It gave me thrills it and the chills. Test of time for sure. Uh, Superman people tried to regular people tried to kill Superman twice. Uh, there were meteorites. It was packed with action, honestly. And like you said, eight pages moves at a very brisk pace. And um, uh, I just would love to have been in the fucking writers' room when they were like. What's this month's issue of Superman going to be? 125. Almost a big issue. What do we got? And they're like, a little, little mini Superman, maybe? And they're like, oh, does he get shrunk down? Is he going to be in a little tiny world? He gets sucked into another dimension where everything's small? And they're like, nah, like, what if it was uh, just a power of Superman's? And they're like, oh, he can shrink now. And they're like, no, 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 no. Like, he can make a smaller version of himself. And they're like, what, with, like, something in his Fortress of Solitude? He's got a device for it? And they're like, no. He just, like, shoots it out of his hand. And they're like, well, fuck me. Is it? Is it sentient? And they're like, well, that's why we're... (laughs) And that, and they're like, well, that's why we're writing this, isn't it? Is this going to freak kids out with how much they're going to have to introspect after they read it? <laughs> Is this all a metaphor for caring for yourself and loving for yourself? We'll never know. So when you think about it, Superman 125 is kind of the best Superman issue of them all. In a way, I think it is. Because this, really this was holds one up of three stories in this book. And it was ten cents, so you really get your fucking money's worth. And you know what um, else is in it? A bunch of ads. Yeah, can I ask you a couple of questions? <laughs> mm-hmm. Are you so just just kind of yes or no for these? Yeah. Are you skinny and run down? <sighs> Definitely one of those things, if not both. Yeah. Are you always tired? Always. Are you nervous? Absolutely. Are you shy and lacking in confidence? Yeah, I, I do. I don't have the quite the right amount of confidence that I should. I think. Are you overweight and short of breath? 
fuck, I hope not. <laughs> are, are you lacking in vim and vigor? Mostly vigor, but I have a little yeah, bit of vim. You got vim, I think. Yeah. Are you slow at sports? Does that mean like I can't pick it up fast or I'm actually physically slow? Yep. Yes, the answer is yes either way. Do you want to gain weight? Well, maybe I could bulk a little bit. Well, then I'll tell you what the fuck you need, dude. You need <laughs> Charles Atlas's what, how, how, whatever, how Charles Atlas, world's most perfectly developed man, makes you a new real man with real man muscles. <laughs> Is that the full fucking name of the book? <laughs> I can't promise you that you'll win the title of world's most perfectly developed man as I did. He did? <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. He did. It says Charles Atlas, holder of title, world's most perfectly developed man. What's of the course, name superseded of the after see. this by Hugh Jackman. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. Dear Charles Atlas, here's the kind of body I want. Check as many as you'd like. All right, so, Ethan, what are you looking for? More weight? Solid in the right places? Uh, a broader chest and shoulders? More powerful arms and grip? Slimmer waist and hips, uh, more powerful leg muscles, better sleep, more energy. Um, I think I would want the broader chest and shoulders. All right. Because, um, like, I think my body's okay. Like, I've slimmed quite a bit, but I think my chest and shoulders make me look like a fucking pussy. And I think that oh. if I had bigger shoulders mm-hmm. and a bigger chest, I, I wouldn't be Charles Atlas, but I, you know... I'd be but, like the world's most middly developed man. You yeah, know? like when people look at you, they wouldn't they wouldn't immediately pull out their copy of how Charles Atlas makes you a new man and hand it to you and say, no. "Boy, do you need this?" They would say, "I'm really tired of that happening." To be to be quite frank, yeah, and me too. Which is why I'm glad this ad is here. I'm glad I can just mail order bigger chest and shoulders somehow. Um, yeah, and make it all work. That's so good, Charles you know Atlas. What, I'm happy what a about. nice man. What I'm happy about is that Tootsie Roll left it up to the readers of this comic to name their little bear mascot. Uh, uh-huh. I've never seen this little bear mascot, <laughs> but he's, he's straight he's straight Winnie the Pooh in it. He doesn't have pants. He just has a little nightshirt draping over his, what I, <laughs> I, I assume are anatomically correct genitals. Mm-hmm. He also mm-hmm. has a comb over, which is not something you normally want to see in a cartoon <laughs> mascot. And... His speech bubble says, boys and girls, please give me a name. Please give dot, me a dot, name. Dot, dot, dot. If you give him he's a like name, Dobby. he's real. He's the Dobby of Tootsie Roll. <laughs> he's he's totally. <laughs> no, he's some sort of cursed fucking spirit thing. And if kids give him a name, suddenly he can be real. He can live in the real world because he has a name and he exists now in the minds and souls of children everywhere. That's good. What would you That'd name him? Cool. Um... Oh, that's a good question. Uh, probably, man, something about something about the hair. Because I was thinking something about like something about like accidentally flashing you whenever he like bends over because of that mm-hmm. shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's got to be something about the hair. I think the hair is the most distinct feature. He's trying to capitalize off of Beatlemania. And uh, I'll tell you what you name him. I think you name him Charles Atlas, and then you just see what the fuck happens. And there's a there's that a, would be cra- That would be pandemonium. It would be. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, what? There's a couple other ads. You can get some. You can get some like 
like some postcards with with religious shit on them. You can get a real live parakeet. Mm-hmm. Uh, which again, I'm sure were always alive when they arrived in their box. <laughs> um, you can get Fort Daisy air rifles, a pool table set, a ballistic missile rocket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eastman yeah, lots of good Star ads. Flash outfit. What the fuck is that? <laughs> lots of good ads. I want to talk about the letters that were received in this issue quickly. This the, this is the section called Metropolis Mailbag, uh, where Superman is sitting in, a, in an armchair in front of a pile of mail, reading the mail with his X-ray vision, so that he doesn't even have to pick one up and open the envelope. <laughs> First it's the fucking summoning of a smaller version of yourself to do chores. Then it's the goddamn reading postcards without even moving from this chair. The Superman lazy piece of shit, I think, maybe. We, we got a lot of letters. One is about somebody saying that they feel like they look like Clark Kent. One's asking where Clark Kent puts his clothes while he's flying. And they say that it's in a little pouch in his cape. Which seems unlikely. Uh, somebody asks about Superman's nicknames. One asks if Superman arrived in a rocket on Earth as a baby. How did he learn where he came from? Which they explain. But the most important one to me is that... Let's let's not forget, this is the issue where Superman uh, manages to shoot a little bitty version of himself out of his hand that quickly becomes sentient and makes mm-hmm. him jealous. Mm-hmm. Uh, this letter says, Dear Editor, I am a scientist and want to congratulate you on the accuracy of your scientific data in the Superman stories. Obviously, you carefully check on the facts and the stories so that, in a sense, youngsters reading the tales increase their scientific knowledge. Good work. John D. Pearson, Ph.D., Tacoma, Washington, to which they respond, We're very pleased at your comments, Dr. Pearson. It's always our aim to present realistic science as much as possible. And they're right. They, they do that to such an extent that this comic almost felt like edutainment. Uh, this could have passed as a like, Bill Nye episode. I would love yeah, to see the like, Bill oh, Nye learning. episode where he's like, Science is cool. What's cooler? Shooting a little version of yourself out of your hands, and I'm here to tell you how to do it. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, that's about all I've got, but would you recommend people go read Superman 125? Only if they want to be thoroughly entertained and are yeah. and have their expectations tempered about the rainbow fingers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely go in with that knowledge, I think, yeah. Um, I would also highly recommend it, uh, and I would recommend doing little comic book rewind episodes with your supple boyfriend, Griffin. I would highly recommend that. I think that that's a lot of fun. Um, and I'm, while we're recommending things, let's just move into our supple suggestions segment where, where we rec- can recommend even more things. Whoa. Is, is there going to be a musical interlude right here, maybe? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Hey there, this is Future Ethan popping in to let you know that the song that you just heard is The Adults Are Talking by The Strokes. Pretty good, huh?
maybe we're back maybe we came back from a musical interlude wow um, i wonder what it was i who's to say um mm-hmm. griffin do you have anything to suggest this week in the supple suggestion segment of the supple boys podcast i do i have a few things i would love to touch on um really none of them that relevant at all um yeah same uh up first actually you guys have heard me talk about mount joy on here uh, just a fuck ton i feel like i've talked about them on like a quarter of the episodes they were the yeah. musical interlude the other day and they actually the other day a few episodes ago whatever fucking episode it was i used one of their songs as a musical interlude uh but just last week sort of in preparation for um the big event um they released a song called new president and let me tell you if it ain't just if it ain't just the great vibe i mean of course it's a little now listen it worked out um but in the the days leading up to it it was a it was sort of a hype track it was like a fuck yeah um and of course it's the usual mount joy jam um so even though uh our wish has been granted um uh, fucking knock on wood on that one um why don't you still pop on over and listen to mount joy's new single new president uh Fuck it's yeah. kind of about a dude who uh i shouldn't say dude it's about knowing two things that we need a new president and that we should fall in love again ethan that sounds good to me all right i've i fell in love with that suggestion oh nice well i'm <laughs> glad to hear it what about you you got a suggestion <sighs> I mean, like, I've been watching a lot of stuff just, like, while I'm cooking and while I'm just, like, trying not to think about, like, real-life shit. Um, and none of it has been particularly impactful to me. Like, I'm still watching Star Trek, which I like. Um, I, I watched, I've been watching all of Ricky Gervais's shit, so, like, I, I love The British Office. And then I watched The Extras, uh, which, you know, is also a very highly acclaimed work of his. I think The Extras is fine. Um, I, like, I, I think it, I, there's a lot of great bits in there, but most of that comes from the actual celebrities that they get for each episode. Uh, like Patrick Stewart's scene in the extras is absolutely fucking hilarious and everybody should look it up if they haven't seen it. And I've seen everything. Everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's so good. Um, but the show itself I think is fine. Um, and then I was watching David Brent life on the road, the follow up to the British office. Yeah. And it's you know, it's like an hour and a half. Is extras um, is the uh, Ian McKellen uh, episode of extras? Yes. Is that the one where he's talking about how he acts and he says, Yeah, 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 yeah. He he pretends to be the character that, that's in the that's in the script. <laughs> it's so fucking yeah. good. See that stuff is so good, but those are like by far the funniest bits of the show. Um, and then a lot of it's just kind of like. Uh, um, but overall, I do like Ricky Gervais' stuff, and so I've just been getting into all of it. I'm going to work up to Afterlife, because people say Afterlife is actually pretty good. Um, so there's that. Um, and then, But I guess the thing I would actually recommend is I finally watched Hateful Eight. I hadn't seen it before. Wow. Nice. Um, and I liked it. It was pretty good. Did you watch the uh, four-hour cut or the theatrical one? Fuck no, I didn't watch the four-hour <laughs> cut. I will, at, I will at some point, but I was like, I don't even... Like, I'm only going to be kind of absentmindedly watching this to begin with. Uh, and I get why people complain about it, uh, but I liked it a lot. Like, the performances are really good, um, and uh, it's it's fun. Yeah, um, it's a running gag, I suppose, uh, 
that I studied film, which is kind of fucked up, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but one of my... That's yeah, justified, but... Yeah, I, yeah you're right. Um, one of my sort of uh, more treasonous uh, things as a film major was that I had never seen any Tarantino films uh, because I had just absorbed so much of them through osmosis and I've seen I've seen a lot of them through clips I've seen so many clips from Tarantino movies but I haven't really sat down and fully watched uh, almost any of his films I have now seen two Tarantino films since then I've seen Reservoir Dogs and I've seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood um, That's interesting. and here's my hot take is that the man is a genius uh, and I fucking yeah. love Once Upon a Time in Hollywood um I yeah I want to agree because I've been working through Tarantino's movies. I right now I'm halfway through Inglorious Bastards, mm. um, and I, so I I like I've seen Django and Django is incredible. It's so good. Mm-hmm. I really liked Hateful Eight a lot, um, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood I think is like one of my favorite movies. I I, 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 think I love so it too, man. Isn't so that wild? <laughs> yeah, I I think about it all the time, uh, and uh, it's such an I, like it, I, it's crazy. It is, and so many people don't like it, and I and I just fucking cannot disagree more. Like I think it's in probably like my top twenty movies of all time, uh, I, yeah, and I um, feel it. yeah, and uh, and so now I'm watching Inglorious Bastards, and uh, and of course I've seen Pulp Fiction, and so as I'm working through his thing, I'm just like, this is one of the best directors ever. I, and, and writers. I love him so much. I think it's great. I'm so interested to see if this Star Trek movie that he's written happens. That would be fucking insane. Yeah. <laughs> as a so massive good. fucking Star Trek fan, newly minted. And then, a, and then a fairly newly minted Tarantino super fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what the fuck that looks like, but I, but with the way that he, the the reverence he has for old shit, I I I think it could be fascinating. I don't know. I, I like I kind of don't want it because I just don't think I it's but like I think it'll be good. But I, it's one of those things. It's I feel like a kid where I'm thinking about those two flavors together and I'm like, ew, I like those separately. I don't. I wouldn't like them together. I but don't know, man. I'm sure it would be good. It'll be wild. I don't know. I kind of hope it happens. I'm all for it. Um, I got another one. You want me to keep going? Oh, yeah. Earlier today, Ryan Segman was tweeting about songs that he's been listening to lately, and one of them was Ode to the Mets, which is the last song on The Strokes' latest album, came out earlier this year, called The New Abnormal, and I realize I've never talked about it on this show. Let me just say, that album fucking slaps. (laughs) So... That's my formal suggestion, is go and do yourself a favor, listen to that, album it was more or less like the soundtrack to my entire summer because i think it dropped late april early may something like that um and it's incredible (laughs) i don't know how but it's just one of those one of those albums that for me each every single track on that album was so goddamn good um Right. The adults are talking, kicks it off. Great song. And then you got songs like At the Door and Why Are Sundays So Depressing. Uh, and I don't know, man. They just nail everything from, you know, it's lyrically interesting. And simultaneously, it somehow manages to have. It's almost a timeless sort of uh, sound that they've got going in this album. You listen to it, and it right. doesn't necessarily, like. 
you don't immediately think, oh, well, this is from, like, this is new stuff. Uh, this could be newer strokes. It could be newer strokes. It could be older strokes, honestly. Um, it kind of just gets to fit in anywhere. It's a really, really good sound. Um, yeah. And I fucking love that album. And I think everybody should go and listen to it. And I don't know how much more there really is to say. Um, I got one more. You got something? Yeah. Um, you know, obviously we're biased. We love Donny Cates. Uh, but I'm going to recommend a Donny Cates comic. Go read The One You Feed, uh, which is up on uh, panelsyndicate.com, uh, where you can literally pay whatever you want for it. You could put in $0 if you want, but I would encourage you to put in a little bit, a little something-something to uh to support the team behind it uh because it is fucking hell it's a great first issue um and uh it's it's a gorgeous gorgeous book um and uh donnie has fucking killed it he's put it he's he's said officially that it is in the god country mythos uh Mm -hmm. one of his earlier uh incredibly successful comics so if you like god country check it out if you haven't read god country still check it out because they're not super connected it's just an incredible book on its own it's like an interesting like kind of mythological with horror kind of influences on it type thing and it's so good and it fits an all ages vibe uh, I think it's going to be really special. Dylan Burnett's art is beautiful in it. Uh, it's a, just such an exciting book. I, I love it so much. So definitely, definitely go read that. And read Crossover, too. I haven't gotten to read Crossover, number one, yet. Uh, but I'm so excited, too, because everybody says it's incredible. And it's I'm, so goddamn I'm sure good. it fucking is. Jeff Shaw's fucking pencils are so just crazy. <laughs> They're so good. Just, yeah. Um, and Ethan... There's an ad for two of the podcasts we make at the very end of it. Spoiler alert. Yeah, can we talk about that for a second? That was sick. Cross crossover has like the biggest image launch since like fucking ninety one or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um so it's a massive, massive, massive fucking comic release. Uh by by uh some of the most high profile names in comics. Uh it's a huge, huge image premiere. And one of the pages in it has an ad for some podcasts made by y- your friendly neighborhood supple boys. Oh my god! Uh, which holy shit, we've made it. <laughs> you could call uh, it quits right now, and I'd be happy. That was one of the most incredible things that's ever happened to me. That was um, sick. Who so tweeted that at us? Was that really Nigel? Exciting. Did Nigel hit us with that? Uh, I th- maybe it was Coda Crows. I don't know, but whoever let us know, thank you. And if you if you're gonna go read crossover. Check those ad pages, dude. Check, yeah. check it out because you'll see some. You'll see some of the amazing friends podcast network showing, showing its colors in there. F yeah. Um, my very last thing that I want to say is that Ethan, I think we're both big fans of Damien Chazelle's films. You could say that. Whiplash, La La Land, yes. uh, First mm. First Man, um, mm. and actually that very last one is what i want to tell you guys to check out if you haven't already throwing it back a couple of years first man got absolutely fucking snubbed in all regards at the oscars the oscars don't really mean shit of course but nonetheless you haven't seen first man yet i've, I've been meaning to forever and Son I just of a bitch. To so yeah no i know it's great not only is gosling incredible of course i love gosling um uh who else who oh claire foy is uh opposite him in the, yeah. in the and she's also fantastic um but 
this movie is super interesting for me because not only does it have another incredible Justin Horowitz score, um, which, like, similar to La La Land, is, like, just as much a, f- a fucking factor in my enjoyment of the movie as anything else. I mean, I guess as, uh, as any score should be, but... Justin Horowitz escalates those movies, I think, to just a completely another fucking level. I think Damien Chazelle is great. I think he's super, super good at what he does. But Justin Horowitz's music takes both of these movies, I think, just to uh, a new level. Um, And his score for First Man wasn't even fucking nominated. And that is just just ridiculous to me. uh, Because this man has a score that utilizes a theremin. Of course, a digital (laughs) harp. And a little sci-fi sounding motherfucker. Uh, and it works so so goddamn well. It adds this complete and total sense of sci-fi, like, dreaminess, uh, ethereal was a Fuck word yeah. I used a whole lot last week's episode. Um, it's got that sort of mystery that surrounds the moon in the whole movie, and it permeates the whole film. And my latest Spotify playlist that I'm working on, I've uh, just... Um, sprinkled the first man score all throughout it to sort of give it those same sort of vibes. So first man, everything about it, I recommend go listen to the score on its own. It's fucking incredible. And first man is super interesting to me because both whiplash and La La Land and first man are very character driven films. Um, the thing about it is that Whiplash and La La Land get very intimate with their characters. You're very close with those characters. You see those yeah. characters in very vulnerable moments. Um, and you see uh, they're very loud reactions to things, I'd say. Uh, and, of course, First Man being a, a biopic, uh, first and foremost, kind of, and not being written by Damien Chazelle, unlike the uh, other two films where he um, has written them as well. This is based on, right. uh, I think, a book. Um, or or somebody else wrote the screenplay at the very least, um, and I think that allows Chazelle to take a different approach to the character, uh, because Neil Armstrong in this movie is a very reserved, is a very cut off, is a very cold character, um, and so seeing Chazelle go about directing uh, the movie still based solely around this character, it's still very character driven in that we're still with Neil and we're very close to Neil in a very literal sense because the camera work is very documentarian-esque. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very, it's a lot of handheld footage, very close on people's faces a lot of the times. Um, right. And so it's just a really, really interesting thing for me because it's like the total opposite of what Chazelle does in his first two movies in terms of how you get to know the character. Um, yeah, that's interesting. And so, I don't know, I'm fucking rambling, I feel like, but all of Damien Chazelle's movies, but in particular, First Man, if you haven't caught it already, highly recommend it. Absolutely. La La Land's another favorite movie of mine, and I fucking love Whiplash as well. There was a great moment when we were in St. Louis. Folks may remember this story from one of the earlier episodes of the show, if you don't no you can take a listen to it but ethan and i the very first time we ever met up in person was we met up in st louis missouri for a comic-con and we performed what a waste of a lovely night together uh (laughs) it was beautiful it was great (laughs) you were emma stone of course and i was gosling imagine Um, us trying to dance together it just wouldn't work it wouldn't happen (laughs) that's just it that's the beginning and end of it um (laughs) that'd be so fucking good We'll do it at a con one day. Um, 
But we were in St. Louis. We gotta take a picture of us doing the pose from the poster. (laughs) We should. That would be so good. (laughs) Um, We were in St. Louis, and it was like our off day from the con. And we were like, well, what can we do? And it turns out there there wasn't a whole lot to do. (laughs) And so, because it was also kind of rainy, and um, the arch was like under construction or something. And obviously that's a very touristy thing to do anyway so we'd like hit up our record shop we went and got some fantastic tacos at one point we frequented this like qdoba style place but it was pasta instead of tacos very good Uh, and one of the days we decided to go to the movies um yeah and we saw the ghost in the shell remake um i left for about half the movie i went to go take a phone call and then i just (laughs) didn't go back in because i didn't like the movie (laughs) I thought it was fine. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I skipped half of it, so I guess I can't yeah. really say. But as we were walking into the movie theater, they were like, we're giving all these fucking posters away. You guys want to take a look at them? And they were like, fuck yeah, we do. And I was rummaging through, rummaging through, rummaging through. And these are like, this is the good shit. This is the stuff they put up in the in the displays. So yeah. They're kind of huge. And they got the credits on them and everything. Mm. Usually pay top dollar for that sort of shit. And lo and behold, son of a bitch nabs the best one in the box. I got myself a La La Land poster that trip, baby. And that's cut. That's and I got that's a Ghost the... in the Shell poster. Oh, <laughs> I like that because this is in the spring of 2017. So only a few months after La La Land came out, and pretty much right when Ghost in the Shell came out, I like that immediately yeah. they were already like. All right, well, get the Ghost in the Shell stuff out of here. Nobody's seen that goddamn movie, so just get it out there. Uh, so I don't know. There's my little story about how I got my dope-ass La La Land poster. Where is it? It's in a box right now from when I moved. Uh, I'm hoping it's nice and pressed and flat in there still because I love it. So who knows? I got Fuck a First yeah. Man 1, too, in a similar sort of situation. I went to the movies and did some sort of um, – it was the Best Picture Showcase – um, right. which First Man was not involved in that because they're fucking idiots and Green Book was instead that's the year Green Book won literally like Boo. you don't even have to look at the list just say alright well clearly Green Book is the one that gets tossed from that list um, Yeah. but they were doing some trivia or something they had some prizes and one of them was a First Man poster so now I've got two dope ass Damien Giselle posters So. oh fuck yeah oh fuck yeah I love posters I don't know. Yeah, is that the end of Supple Suggestions? That's the end of Supple Suggestions. I'm so hungry. Oh my good lord. It's time to end the show. What a successful episode, and I congratulate you on being a part of it. Thanks. Um, Thank you all for listening to another edition of Supple Boys. Uh, Mm -hmm. What's it time to do now? Well, it's time to go listen and look at all the other shit that we put on the internet. Mm -hmm. Um, You can go find everything that we do everything at sheridanandsmith.com uh i leave my laptop open 24 fucking 7 and stream myself (laughs) just going in and out of my room yeah content Um, i'm gonna i'm gonna say that again because i chuckled it was sheridanandsmith.com that is the home of the amazing friends podcast network um whoa which is not only this podcast that wouldn't make up a whole network it's also stegman and his amazing friends a show uh, featuring legendary Marvel Comics artist Ryan Stegman and us. 
Uh, and another show uh, called Devil's Advocates Book Club, which is featuring Legendary Comics writer Donnie Cates and Legendary Comics artist Megan Hutchison and us again. Whoa. We're all over the place with these Legendary Comics people. How did we do it? We'll never tell. Paul Rudd. Um, yeah, look at us. <laughs> look at thought? us. Who would have thought? Um, Not me. Those are great shows. Go check them out. Also on SheridanSmith.com is a link to our Patreon, which you could just go to directly at Patreon.com slash SheridanSmith. And we have some wonderful, wonderful, wonderful patrons on there uh, who who have decided to give us a little bit of cash each month to support what we're doing. And we appreciate that so much. Um, and we would super appreciate it if you listening who have not jumped on there would. Um, helps us keep the lights on. Helps us keep these shows going. Um, and really just fucking motivates us to get everything out regularly and on time while we're dealing with how terrible the world is and how stressful our lives are otherwise. Um, so uh, there's a lot of uh, benefits to being on there. You can get access to exclusive merch that I say merch. I did. I'll circle back around to it in a second. And uh, there's the exclusive supple hangout uh, in, in one of our tiers where every month you get to jump into a, a Zoom with me and Griff uh, and along with our other patrons and we just shoot the shit and talk for a while uh, and uh, it's a lot of fun and we really enjoy doing that so if you want to do that make sure you jump on there if you're interested in the merch we have a shit ton of merch that's available all the time mm -hmm. uh, which you can find at our website as well there's a tab uh, that you just hit at the top it says merch it takes you to our merch store for the amazing friends podcast network there's shirts and hoodies and tank tops and sweatshirts and all kinds of shit for Supple Boys, Devil's Advocates Book Club, Stegman and his amazing friends, all of those things, and they're super good quality. People are super happy with them. Um, so check all that stuff out if you want. It really helps us out uh, if you support us in any way, um, and those are the best ways to do it. Otherwise, it also makes us really happy if you just communicate with us. Um, you can send us an email at suppleboys at gmail.com. Boys is spelled B-O-I-Z. Don't mm -hmm. spell it the other way. I don't know what kind of email you'll get back, to be honest. Nope. Um, and you probably don't want to know. Um, tweet to us. Griffin is at Griff Sheridan. I am at Tales to Astonish. Uh, I think we answer pretty much everything we get tweeted at us. Uh, mm -hmm. And we always love hearing from people. That's just another great way to keep us motivated. And really uh, makes us happy. Is that everything, Griffin? Do you think that's everything? Mm, I think that's everything. I realized I just talked for like four minutes straight. Um, Griffin, any final thoughts? <sighs> I don't know, guys. Let's just let's just get back on track. We got this. Absolutely. I'm really fucking. I'm really fucking proud of uh, the people that have got out and voted and stuff. And I thank everybody again so much. And thank you so much for listening. You guys are the best. We love you, and we will see you uh, next time. It's not out. It's Goodbye. Not the, we got the catchphrase. Like what you what, like. What catchphrase? Oh yeah, stay amazing, friends. And don't be a dick.